It's all about your health, your wellness. Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Get healthier, get fit, eat better, have a richer quality of life. Health on the go. Staying well with Melanie Cole, MS. Spring means the flowers are coming up and the trees are blooming. And if you're one of the millions of people who have seasonal allergies, it can also mean sneezing, congestion, and a lot of uncomfortable days. My guest is Dr. Harry Leiter. He's the Chief Medical Officer and Group Vice President of Walgreens. Welcome to the show, Dr. Leiter. So seasonal allergies, how do we know when we start to feel that dry throat, you know, the itching nose. I know my children are going through this. Their eyes are watering. How do we know it's not a cold versus seasonal allergies? <laughs> well, Melody, thanks so much for the opportunity. The reason I'm laughing and chuckling is I have seasonal allergies, and I was a little late to start my medications, and I'm sniffling a little today and feeling the symptoms. So uh, I understand it very, very well. So let me first of all explain how you can know generally whether it's allergies versus a cold. You mentioned, you know, with allergies, the typical symptoms are a runny nose, an itchy nose, itchy eyes. Maybe you feel a little bit uh, of your skin being itchy. In very severe cases, you can have things like hives and maybe even diarrhea. But for the, the vast majority of people, it's, it's a stuffy nose, a runny nose, sneezing, and itchy eyes are the predominant symptoms. Now, a stuffy nose can be a cold, but in general, you don't have itching. And often with a cold, you have other symptoms. You sometimes have a low-grade fever. You sometimes have achiness of your muscles. But if it's really just around um, the nasal symptoms and itchy eyes and that kind of thing, and it occurs uh, in, seasonally the same time each year, and for many people that's around now in the spring or in the fall, then it's it's usually allergies. In the springtime, we have usually allergies uh, with trees blooming and with grasses uh, becoming green and, and giving off pollen. That's what causes the allergies. And in the fall, we oftentimes have something called ragweed, type of weed that the pollen also causes the allergies. So do people with seasonal allergies need to keep track of those pollen counts? You hear them on the news. Is it something you need to pay attention to, really? Well, I think the pollen counts are useful to make you aware that it's now the time when if your symptoms occur, it could be due to the allergies, especially if you know you have seasonal allergies. But frankly, uh, on a day-to-day basis, I wouldn't recommend paying too much attention to it. What I think is really important about seasonal allergies is if they bother you, which they do so many people like myself, is to have a plan of medications that works for you. And that should be tailored to each individual. Uh, what, what some peop- For some people, over-the-counter antihistamines, for example, work just fine and are all you need. For others, prescription medications really make a huge difference and are necessary for you to be comfortable. So you mentioned antihistamines, decongestants. There's so many nasal sprays on the market, you know, and Zyrtec, and things are now over-the-counter. How do we choose the right one? Can we involve our pharmacist and ask them all these questions? Because some make you drowsy, some keep you wide awake. There's so many on the market, Dr. Leiter. How do we know? 
Great question, Melanie. Well, first of all, you can always ask the pharmacist for advice on this because they are experts in medications like this, and these are questions they answer all the time. I'd also be happy just to lay out a couple principles right now that people can uh, remember. Number one, the um, antihistamines, uh, if your allergies are mild, are, are sort of first-line therapy, and a pharmacist can go through with you which ones are less likely to make you drowsy. Some of the more potent ones, unfortunately, can make you a little sleepy. So it doesn't affect everybody. It's a little bit of trial and error. Nasal sprays over the counter, I'm not a big fan of, and most experts aren't. When you look at things like Afrin that are decongestants, you can get adapt to uh, dependent on them, and they're not really designed for use for more than a few days. So I wouldn't recommend the over-the-counter nasal sprays. And then if the antihistamines over-the-counter aren't working for you, it is worth talking to a pharmacist and talking with your doctor or nurse practitioner because prescription medications like nasal steroids and eye drops that have antihistamines built into them that are prescription are highly effective and extremely safe. So if the -the over-the-counter things aren't working, talking to your doctor and or your pharmacist and getting those prescriptions can make a tremendous difference. They're highly effective. What about some home remedies, Dr. Leiter, such as, you know, nasal irrigation, lavage? People see these things. They're not, I mean, and they're difficult to use with children. I can say that from experience. But do those work? And Are you a fan of those? Well... They work a little. I mean, if you do something like a nasal lavage, you are perhaps, you are removing a little bit of the pollen, and it can make you temporarily feel more comfortable. But what I recommend, and I think a lot of physicians would recommend, is if you're at the point where you need to do that, I would much rather see people talk to their doctor and talk to their pharmacist about considering something like nasal steroids. Now, I know people always get worried when they hear the word steroids because they think they're dangerous, but these this, these types of nasal sprays are not absorbed into the body. They're just in the nose. They're just absorbed nasally in the nostrils. And if you use them before your allergies hit for two weeks, They take effect. They don't take effect the same day. They take effect over a two-week period, and they can literally reduce your symptoms dramatically or maybe even to zero. And it's a simpler thing to spray uh, once uh, in each nostril each day than it is to be doing some of the lavages and other things. So I don't highly recommend them compared to the medicines. And what do you recommend for reducing your triggers? You know, you can't stay indoors all the time. And with the weather so nice and the long winter, we want to get outside. We want to get our kids outside and mow the lawn and garden and everything. But, you know, then you think about your pillow and washing your hair has that pollen in it now. Do you have some tips for reducing those triggers? Yeah, I I do think if if you really are struggling with allergies, the point of the pollen count, seasonal allergies, if you know you're allergic to pollen, trying to stay inside and air conditioning in really high counties, you know, is worth considering. I, uh, I think if you know you're allergic to grasses and, you know, the neighborhood's being mowed or, you know, not to walk by a freshly mowed lawn, that makes sense. If you happen to have allergies uh, to dust, uh, which are not seasonal allergies, those occur all the time, then uh, it's really the dust mites, which is a longer discussion. It's tiny, in, you know, almost microscopic uh, insects that can cause allergies, then having your sheets, I mean, your uh, mattresses and your pillows covered uh, with certain covers can make a difference. But 
um, I think that the mainstay is to know what you're allergic to, and I, I, your doctor can help you with that to sort that out. Pay attention to what's bothering you. Is it seasonal or is it all year long? Avoid things that you know cause problems, like freshly mowed lawns or dust. And then having that effective medical regimen that you know works for you is really, really critical. And one last thing I hadn't talked about, there's a small minority of people who, despite everything we talked about, uh, really can benefit from desensitization, where you get immunizations uh, over a period of time to reduce your sensitivity to the allergens. And that's something generally an allergist would do. And most people don't need that, but it is worth at least mentioning. And Dr. Leiter, in the last 30 seconds for us, wrap it up, if you would, about seasonal allergies and kind of getting the best spring and being the most comfortable that we can be. Yeah, I'm glad you gave me the opportunity to summarize on this, Melanie. I think when it comes to allergies in springtime, here's, here's my advice. Before it's even springtime, have your plan ready to go. Have a regimen of medications that you know works for you. Have talked with your pharmacist and doctor, especially if you're someone that would benefit from something like nasal steroids. You start a couple weeks before everything starts blooming, and you can have a great spring. Waiting until you're miserable, uh, there's no need to do that, and uh, our pharmacists are available to help you sort through the over-the-counter options while you're waiting for an appointment with your doc if you don't have a plan as well. But be proactive, and there's no reason to be miserable. Thank you so much, Dr. Harry Leiter, Chief Medical Director of Walgreens. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great spring and stay well.